0: Well, hey, friends, welcome to From Busy to Rich with Wes Young. It's a podcast designed to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and quality of life. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of slowing down the hiring process so that you have less hiring processes, meaning that when you hire people, you bring them on in the right way, that you gain the right amount of information so that you can make a a good informed decision so you can build a healthy team. So with that, I want to welcome you to today's uh, episode. Wes, how are you today? I'm doing great, Andy. How about you? Uh, I'm well, thank you. Good to be with you. And Justin, uh, I know that you might be in and out. There's some storms in your area, but I want to thank you for joining us today as well. It's Always a pleasure to be here, sir. All right. Well, uh, Wes, let's dive in. And I, I, there's a context for this, and I, I think this is a good phrase, frame the whole conversation. But then we're going to get into some really practical things that I hope those of you who are listening that you'll, you'll do these things. Don't, don't just learn and not do, but do these things. Uh, and it, it will save you a lot of agony and it'll save you a lot of money. Uh, and it'll save you a lot of time. Uh, even if it feels like it's taking longer, which is, which is these assessments. So, and the, the phrase is be slow to hire and quick to fire. Uh, Wes, I want to start, uh, maybe with have you had to learn this the hard way or did you have people that, that, that helped you early on? figure out how to use assessments in order to, uh, you know, make your hiring process, uh, uh, healthier. Yeah. I, I,
1: I would love to say I learned from other people's experiences, um, but I needed to experience it myself. So mm-hmm. I, I, did have a lot of, uh, uh, team members. We were trying to put it on the team and for a variety of reasons, um, I believe unnecessarily we're not a good fit, that could have been headed off at the pass. And since we began working with coaches and began working with other um, educated observers in this space of, of assessments and as a tool, it, it just removes a lot of unnecessary suffering when it comes to finding and and retaining and optimizing the the, the team. Uh, so that, yeah. that 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 I, I like I said I'd love it to be, have just been other people's experiences and so hopefully those of you listening you can take my experiences and uh, and not have to repeat those that did not work out well in order for me to figure out assessments are a really good thing.
0: Yeah. So I'd like to frame the conversation again in the context that sometimes things feel like they're taking longer, uh, and and probably because they are, but there's a reason for that, right? Like no one's like, hey, let's have that baby in five months instead of nine. Like no, like there's something should just take a certain amount of time in order for the outcome to be truly its optimal, right? Its best version. And we're going to get into a lot of the nuance of this today. But for those of you listening, what we're talking about is when you bring or you're looking to bring someone on the team. More specifically, uh, and most people listening, uh, Wes, what's your what's your guess on how many team members they they probably have?
1: You know, I'd say if they've got one or two, that's probably far more than the majority of yeah. folks is most people come into the business and they are the team and yeah. and they're doing everything. And at some point you haven't you have enough of a success to where it becomes time to blend in other talent that can take things off your plate and free you up to be able to do more of the thing that's actually adding to the bottom line and creating more value in the organization.
0: Now, listen, we we... Again, we want to make sure you're going from busy to rich and rich in all those terms of a good life and also wealth. Uh, and those are separate things. All right. Those are separate things we measure, but, uh, I want to make sure that as you're listening to today's episode, that you're open to the idea and, and we care about people deeply, but you need to be open to the idea that, that the person on your team might be the wrong person. And the reason I say this is because I had a, a very dear friend of mine, very, one of my best friends in my whole life who was an advisor. And he had the wrong admin. Uh, she was great for probably 10 years and she was bad for about eight. Uh, and that that's 18 years, right? And he just tolerated it. And, you know, and it was, uh, it was, she was good enough at a few things that he kept her on, but she was bad enough at other things that he just, he just sort of tolerated it. So Wes, let me ask you, when you're looking to hire, when do you, when do you plug in the assessments? When do you, when do you, where did that fit in with the, the process? So right
1: up front, Andy, the, the, the difficulty with it, and this will be the tension, I think, for most people on the call, is when you make the determination you need to hire somebody, mm-hmm. you should have probably done that six months ago. And, and so the yeah. tendency is to, to say, well, I've got to get this hired. done. So the only level of assessment that gets done is maybe they see a resume and, and, and then maybe they talk to the person for, you know, 30 minutes about uh, the job and what they're going to be doing, but it stops there. We go so much further. We, we're digging into uh, the, all these assessments. I'm actually the last person to get involved in the hiring process before, and, but we have all these assessments we've already done, and I know we'll talk about specifically what that means. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just removes so One, it removes unnecessary conversations because some people, uh, they're not bad people. It's just for the role you're looking for, it, They're not. they're not a good fit. And, and these mm-hmm. assessments get you in tune really, really quickly with who's going to work and, and then who's, who's going to, who's going to in six months burn out because they're just not wired for the particular role. Um, you know, Andy, one of the things we talk about is if the only assessments you're doing is I got the resume and I had an interview with them. The problem with that strategy or that methodology in and of itself, well, that's, that's fine. It should be a part of it is they, the people, people, we take their word for it. You know, we take their word That's for they can do this job. We take their word for that they're going to have the energy and that they want to do this kind of work. And and, and even if the person's not lying, it, it's people are generally not great at assessing their own capability to do a certain role for time because they're not self-aware in how they're nationally yeah. wired to seize, seize
0: opportunities or solve problems. So let's, let's step out a little further back yeah. and frame the conversation in this way, which is that, you know. The, the, the beauty of, and I think this is for somebody who's like, man, I've never, I've never used these assessments. I don't know which ones they're talking about. And we'll get into that. But, but why are they, why are they so powerful? Why do they work? Because yeah. I think there's, and I've heard people make jokes about these assessments. Like I'm an IFPM and they're like, oh, you're an RSTL. And like there's different names or people use them as an excuse to go, oh I'm this. And so I, I can't do that. Or, oh, I understand you, you're a two with a wing four or whatever. You know, there's always different assessment. But, but what, we're, what you're talking about is the power of human conditioning. So can you kind of riff on that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm a big student of the human condition and, and fascinated by the power of human conditioning. Uh, you can do this both positively and negatively, but there are, there are things that we can do to condition ourselves and our teams to live and work in, in just a far more optimal state. That go that gets overlooked all the time from most of the people in the workforce, and as a result, people suffer unnecessarily. They get to the end of their day and they feel drained and frustrated from the activities they've engaged in, and they can't quite put their finger on why. And 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 that's why I love this topic because I believe one of the things we can do to keep our work and our team in an optimal state is, is that we can re- and, and keep ourselves in that place where we're still challenging, but it's full of, of energy, it's full of joy, and it is to use tools of self and team awareness. And, and that's, and that's the assessments we're talking about, Andy. That, that's exactly what I mean is that, that self awareness. And I love, there's a Neil uh, Blumenthal has a quote and, and it's a bit, a bit long, but I, I'll, I'll read it here. Self awareness is a trait or maybe a practice is more the accurate way to put it that everyone can always improve at. It's part, part emotional intelligence, part perceptiveness, part critical thinking. It means knowing your weakness, of course, but it also means knowing your strengths and what motivates you. The assessments we do are built around that. They're built around trying to understand ourselves and understand both where, where how we're naturally wired, our natural ways of solving problems and seizing opportunities is going to come in handy and we need to lean into it. And then also moments where it's going to get in our way and we need to be self-aware enough to get ourselves out of our way of ourselves to make the kind of progress we want with, with, with individually and also as a team.
0: So one of the problems of the human condition and awareness is, uh, I, I love the, the, the imagery of, you know, these, these newer vehicles have a blind spot indicator, which I think is fascinating because they didn't fix the blind spot. They just added an indicator that like someone's in the blind spot. Yeah. Which again, it's, 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 it's sort of saying, listen, we, the way cars work, the way mirrors work, the way eyes work, we can't get rid of the blind spot. There's always going to be a blind spot. What, what's different is now these cars, you look in the rearview mirror and it, you know, it'll blink red and, and you'll go, okay, someone is in, someone is in a spot I can't see. And so it's a blind spot detector, right? It's not a blind spot remover, right? And so I think the, the idea of we all have them. We all have weaknesses and it's not that you're going to remove them. It's you're going to be aware of them because no one's great at everything. No one, right. no one, no one, no one, right? And so tell me the problem because I think this is really tricky. The problem when someone comes to you and they interview well and you call the references and things look really good and you say, hey, can you do this? Would you You be willing to do this? And it's like, yes, yes. And you're like, man, they're energetic. They're excited about this. They are agreeable. They are pleasant. You know, uh, when can I start? You know, yesterday, you know, what is wrong with just relying on that versus doing an assessment?
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to a little bit of what we were speaking to earlier. That people, are it's not that they're insincere; it's that they're not competent in in how their own natural wiring is going to get in the way of a particular role or particular activity. And because they want a job, and because they they like you, you know, I mean, I I, I quit being the first interview because I'm selling everybody on how great it's going to be to work here, you know, yeah. and, uh, and 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 that got them excited to be on the bus, but the seat that they were sitting on the bus was not a good fit. And what they'll end up doing is they'll work really hard for maybe three months, maybe six months. And they're going to burn out if it's not the kind of wiring that they're built for. And you're going to not like it. And they're going to start dropping balls. And then you know what you're going to spend the next six months doing? Finding somebody else to do that role. Because it's it's not a good fit. And it was fast. You know, it was super fast. You got them in there really quick. These assessments, I mean, we always, we joke, we say, you got to really want to work here because we, we are going to give you a, you know, a basket full mm-hmm. of assessments that we want you to take. Um, but yeah. once you take them, we're all going to be better off knowing, okay, this is the kind of role that we want that, that we built, that they will be a good fit for, or can we redesign the role to Cause we like the person so much and the qualities they have to, to puzzle piece in with the rest of us.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm reminded of that feeling you talked about, um, uh, when you when you want to hire someone and one of the reasons you want to hire someone before you really need to hire someone, it, it is not good to be in a situation of desperation or, or great need because then you'll compromise. So those who are listening, I mean, I, I want to tell you a quick story. I, I remember, gosh, I love this car. I had a 96 Honda Accord. It was great. I just love the car. And one day I was driving it, something went wrong and then I went to the, you know, guy, car repair guy and he said, man, You need a new engine. Like, like I can't, like I could try to fix it, but like you could put 2000 bucks into it. You can buy a new engine for like 4000. You know, I said, I just buy a new engine or just get rid of the car. So a really bad situation is go to a car dealer and say, listen, my car's engine doesn't work, you know, because they're like, you're going to be a pretty good customer, sir, because I I have no walk away power unless I literally wanted to walk home because my car was dead and i think the challenge of a lot of those who are listening is if you feel like gosh i really need someone you, if you're desperate that's not a good position to be in you you want to be stable and say i'm not i'm not going to force myself into compromising and it when the honeymoon is over you'll have someone that uh you know is tired of the commute or says i don't want to do that stuff justin you made a mention uh earlier uh in our conversation about this about something about uh they'll start to do different kinds of work versus the whole job. Can you kind of expand on on what happens if you hire the wrong person? They'll do everything in the beginning, right? But then what do they kind of gravitate to after they uh, sort of settle into the routine if you don't do the assessment right? Sure. It's too easy to fall into a place where you
2: fall in love with the person, right? You've hired the right person, but it's just for the wrong job. And what they're going to find themselves doing is a list of, Stuff that you're them to do. And naturally, they're going to be busy, but they're going to be focused on things that they don't necessarily want to do. That's, that's where they'll fall in. The things that are more their strengths, are the things that they do get excited about. But in your job posting that you built out for this job and what you're expecting them to do, list all these other things they don't necessarily want to do. And they're going to yeah. shy away from them. plenty busy with all these other things that they do yeah. enjoy doing. But then you're frustrated because you're like, I also need you to do these other things. Yeah. Right? these deliveries and all these other things and, and and that's just the way even at home right like if you've got a list of chores my wife and I for example we naturally default to things that we enjoy better than others and over yeah. the 10 plus years of marriage we figured out like kind of what that rhythm is and so we cover down on the things that we more enjoy but how much better would it have been if from the get-go where we're like looking at the list of stuff if we're like hey here's the things I like to do and here's the things that you like to do so we'll just give right. that Versus getting frustrated when you think this person's doing that
0: or vice versa because of the you know, job description. I, I think another way of saying that is that you don't want an employee who treats their job responsibilities like a buffet. You know, ah, I'll, I'll take this one. I'll skip over that. Like, No, it's not a buffet. It's more like when your mom puts a plate of food in front of you. It's not a buffet. You, you eat it all, right? Like wow. that we're not giving you a choice.
1: And, and I think with that, with these assessments, you're going to learn the food they're allergic to. Like they they just are not capable of eating it without a bad reaction. And so they're just not a good fit for a job that requires that, right? So assessments are are somewhat of like an allergy test, if you will, to say, you could probably try and stomach this, but you're going to feel sick and not good and eventually burn out. And this isn't going to work, um, Which which is really what you're trying to do, not change the person. Just make sure the person's a good fit for what the, was required of, of, of the role or change the role and, and, and bring in another team member.
0: Wes, could you give me an example of a time when you're like, oh, wow, this person's, you know, and maybe it was, maybe it was the team did this, but in your, in your company where you, you needed a position, you put it out there, you bring someone in and the assessment just says, stop. You know, like I know they have a great personality. The smile is wonderful. You know, they look good on paper, maybe called a reference, but, but what, what, have you had a situation where the assessment just said something and you're like, nope. Yeah. So two, two examples. One is
1: I've, I've had the assessment. I really was sold on the person prior to getting the results. And when I got it, even though I've got great counsel around me and I've got people that said that long-term, this isn't going to fit. And here's why. Yeah. I hired him anyway. And, and within, it wasn't even a month before it was very clear that this was not going to work (laughs) and it wasn't going to work well. And, uh, and, and again, when you have to have hard discussions and you have to, you have to say, this is what we're expecting. And it seems like you're unable to do that. And, And it just, it didn't work no matter how great it felt in the front. So it's kind of like when, when, you know, they always talk about, uh, one of our favorite speakers and authors, Andy Stanley, when people say, well, so why are you getting married? And they say, well, I just love him. And he goes, yeah, but what do you love about him? You know, what, what specifically do you love about him that's going to create a great marriage going forward? And really that's what these assessments should do is say, all right, I just love him. What do I love about him? Well, I I mean, we we had a great conversation. Yeah. But the role is this and what his assessment is telling you is it's probably not going to like this, even though you enjoyed this part, the rest of it, you're not going to love. So there's that end of it, and then there's times where I was not as sold on the, the person from a standpoint of like, maybe they just didn't interview well or they were nervous, or oh yeah. yeah, mannerisms and things that, that another person had a far better conversation, enjoyed the presence of the person in that moment. Yeah. Better. But the person, just the assessments that they took, they were such a good fit, and mm. we hired them, And you know what? Worked out, great. they, they were. Beautiful in the role that we were asking them and, and better than we could have expected. And eventually, guess what? Really liked the, the, it was just, they, they interviewed poorly. They, they had bad, bad idea. They were nervous about things. So it's a way to look under the hood, you know, kind of your car analogy is your, your, your car probably looked fine exterior, but the engine didn't work. And, and so for us, we need to know that they have the kind of engine that's going to navigate the terrain that we're asking them to do, or, or are we signing them up for something that is guaranteed failure under almost all probability?
0: Yeah, and again, it's you want a trained mechanic to go assess that or are you just gonna, you know, oh looks looks nice. I mean it's a classic like Facebook marketplace to so look at a car and go, Boy, that looks really nice. They cleaned the engine. Well, a clean engine does not mean a functional engine. It just means a mm-hmm. clean engine, right? Uh and I've I have experienced this. I've experienced this in my limited, you know, time of hiring folks. But we we interviewed someone and they interviewed well and they were very because nobody says in, 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 in an interview, you know, I don't think I'm going to be very excited about. I'm
1: going to be so bad at this job every morning. I'm going to come or, in and or or
0: board. or and and again, I think it's because they they're there because they want the job, right? Yeah, you're there. You're there because you need it. You need to. You need someone for the job. Maybe there are some situations that they would be self aware enough to go. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that stuff, but I'm willing to learn. Mm-hmm. But what we ran into was. Uh, someone who and uh, you know from the get go was yeah I'll do it all and then like justin said they started to just neglect other things you know the details started to get dropped through mm-hmm. uh you know I will say that that attitude does matter right uh when you're hiring someone and that can always show up on assessment let me ask this and, I, and we're we're focused on assessments and we'll give a couple examples soon but are there any are, are there any things that there are red flags for you within hiring process that maybe an assessment wouldn't pick up on? Uh, for instance, you know, the questions they ask, uh, right out of the gate, you know, Hey, do you have any questions? And they ask certain questions and you're like, Oh, that's a red flag. Um, what, what are other things that you can do to sort of, you know, trip wires to say, Oh, we got a problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, in addition to uh, assessments, you you are doing some interpretive work with this person to determine are they a cultural fit, and assessments are going to help with that. Understand the role they're doing, are they a cultural fit, but also um, just just general attitude about their approach to things. So I often like to to ask the question. So t- tell me about um, the things that that you're really excited about that you're that you've got going and, and, and that you're working on. And, and with that question, you kind of get to, and some people are naturally more like optimistic and positive than others, but you at least get to see the way they view the world. Um, in, in a lens again, is it, is it a little bit, um, you know, interview esque in the sense that they're, they're not letting you know everything they have going on. Of course, but just listening for almost what they're not saying in that where they're, they're, they're behind the scenes of, and, and then tell me about some things that you've struggles you've gone through, um, places you've worked in the past that you felt like change was difficult or hard or yeah. things got in your way. And then, and then you get to hear that voice too. Um, cause everywhere, I mean, including us, right? There's, there's, uh, if, if you, if you asked any of the people on our team, including myself, what are some of the things that you guys are struggling with? Well, I'd have an answer for that because things aren't perfect. Um, yeah. and then what are the things that are going well? But how, how I hear the answer to that question is real helpful for me to determine, what is it? Because if, if, they're, if they're wired a certain way and just so so opposite, so negative, it's going to be really difficult for them to fit into, into our kind of culture.
0: Yeah, I would also be concerned if they don't ask any questions. Like, uh, you know, it, it's sort of like, I'll take whatever. You know, yeah. you don't want to be someone's whatever. Right? That's right. That's not it. A- now I know you spent, like, you spent almost 20% of your transform, uh, you know, your, your, your transform learning series. Um, you can find that at westyounglive.com. but you, you spent almost 20% of that time, which covers a lot of different parts of growing the business, but 20% of it on the sort of assessment and hiring piece. Um, why, why so much time?
1: Yeah, I, because if you're going to improve, uh, increase your profitability and quality of life and create a practice that does that for others, you need other people to come alongside of you and participate in that journey uh, that also want are, are fired up about that kind of vision. And it is so critical to get the right people on the bus and then get the right people in the right seats uh, to, to accomplish that. And, and if you are just doing the standards, which the standard average way is, well, I'm going to get a bunch of resumes. I'm going to narrow that down to people who remotely have the, the, the somewhat uh, yeah. uh, background that I think may work. And then I'm going to have a conversation with them and kind of go with my gut on this one, which is a part of the process. It just can't be the only process if, unless you want to just go through. Right, the
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just give a bunch of assessments and go, oh, they fit. you know, bring them in. You know, That's blind, true. you know, no. All right. So three groups I want us to speak to. One, uh, an advisor listening and they feel like, I, I need to hire someone. I know I need to hire someone. I haven't. What's your advice to them?
1: Yeah. I, so I would always know whether it's a, a been around for a long time or, or brand new. The first thing we start with is what are we trying to do as an organization? What's our, what's our vision and what's our win? in our case, increase profitability and quality of life, inspire people to do that, then how are we going about doing that? What's our process to doing that? And then in light of that, what are all the things that I'm doing? Or, or if you have more than one team member, what that they're doing, that if we could get somebody else in here to do those things, would free us up to spend more of our time on the things that give us the most energy and give the biggest impact to the outcome that we're looking to produce uh, and, and greater joy for us. What kind of person are we looking to hire for that, that puzzle piece that would complement us? Um, then we go looking for the person so so don't don't start with we just need a body in here, and what's your resume? Okay, maybe you can do this work. Be intentional about it. Start with the end and then back into what you're doing right now and and in light of you that this assessment's not just for the the hire, it's for you too, because when you can see where you're wired and, and how you naturally take action. Every single every single quarter we do this as a team, and mm-hmm. I'm always looking at what things can I try and get off my plate onto someone else's plate that's better at this than me that enjoys it. And sometimes the answer to that is, not, we just need another person. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's we just need to reshuffle the, the what we're doing, but right. quite often it, it, it's that. So I think I think backing in reverse engineering into the role is is number one, and and then I would without question it, at a minimum do three assessments. And, and, those, okay. and those, those three assessments are, well, I know we'll go into these later, um, the, the Colby, that's K-O-L-B-E, the Working Genius, and the Wonderlick. Colby, Working Genius, and the Wonderlick. they're all fantastic. They all kind of give you different slices of the pie. And if you have an established team, everybody should take those in advance of the hire. Um, if you are the team, you take it in advance of that hire because things are going to compliment you and you need to know what, what, what you're looking for.
0: When you said the Wonder Lick test first I mean, I thought you were joking because that's the one they use in the NFL, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, the NFL. By,
0: by the way, it's, it's Wonder Lick with no K. So Wonder L I C. Uh, but it, yeah, it's interesting because they'll talk about the Wonder Lick test as a, as a measure of certain things. And again, I, I think it's easy to dismiss these assessments. I, I, it's very easy to dismiss them. Um, and again, people like different ones for different reasons. I think that it it uh, one of the reasons that people dismiss them is because they only use one. Uh, and instead, it's sort of like, well, what if each one had a different... Like if I just measured you on, oh, how tall are you? Oh, okay, that's how it measure your success. I mean, yeah. does it have an impact? It actually does. I mean, they've proven like it does have a measure. But if that's the only measure you use, that's You're going to be a
1: great basketball player because you're tall.
0: Right, right. Uh, or, you know, you're going to not be a great basketball player because you're short. Well, that's right. not true, either, right? And so it's use these different tests because they, they will bring about different things. And I would just submit this if you're looking at hiring uh, and using these tests. Uh, and let me ask you directly, Wes, if you did all three tests, how much is that for one applicant? How much is that going to cost? Uh, the investment, it, it's going to be 75 bucks. Okay, so the question is... Um,
1: Maybe a hundred, depending on the platform you use. But that's sure. it.
0: If if you could do those three, if it's gonna cost you, if I said it's gonna cost you a hundred dollars and it's gonna save you from three months of having the wrong person in place and then another three months of having to go find another person because you had the wrong person in place. That's right. Will you pay me a hundred dollars to fix that? And if your answer is yes, and your answer is yes, or you have problems, uh, then then do the test. Right. right. Do the test. Uh, that's, that's don't, don't fool yourself, uh, in thinking you're smarter than the test because they're, they're, they're there for a reason. So again, be cautious when the honeymoon is over, you're going to have the real person there. Uh, and you're going to want to have that, you know, that real person and know their skills. Uh, trust the test. Uh, you know, don't take the person's word for it. Uh, you know, uh, a great interview is not a great employee. Right. And then slow to hire, quick to fire. Um, I want to have you actually end the episode on this West, and we're going to go into the specific test probably on another episode, but end the episode with this, let's, let's just talk about this. Someone might have someone in a bad position right now. Um, you know, that it's okay, but you know, if you ever walk in the office, here's a test. If you ever walk in the office and you're not excited to see that person who's there before you, or you're, you're sitting in your office and they show up to work and you're not glad they're there. That's a problem. If you're paying them, yeah. right. You know, so give some quick advice on um, someone knows they don't have the right person in place. You know, I assume it's not like get rid of them today because, you know, you know, you need some transition between them and the next person. I assume you're not going to say, hey, you know, work for like three more months, but I'm replacing you and also not yeah. a good path. So, so what, what would you really specifically tell someone if they say, you know what, if I'm being honest, guys. I don't have the right person in place. What would you yeah. tell them to do?
1: Well, I would start here. I think you've got to give them the dignity of awareness that, that you start with, Hey, here's what wild success looks like for me, for you in this role over, over, over the next three months. And if that's occurring, we're winning together and, and, and we're winning together if you like it. Um, so, but there are clear measures of what needs to happen. And that's, that's on you as the, as the owner or the lead advisor, you've got to backtrack and build into those. Um, and the, the gift of, of um, a dignity of awareness from the standpoint of not just what you expect, because that, that's another one on, on new hires. It's like, come in here and you're going, I don't doesn't feel good. Well, what would, what would it have to look like for it to feel good? Like, what, do you, what, do you, what are you expecting? But also the dignity of awareness using these assessments. You, it's amazing. I've seen relationships completely 180 um, that were going in the wrong direction when people just understand, hey, here's, here's how I naturally take action, seize opportunities. Here's how you do it. We just need to rearrange some duties and and this would work out really well. We can dance together instead of, instead of playing making a bunch of noise. We're, we're, we're like in harmony and in rhythm and we're playing the same song. Uh, so, so self-awareness is a good thing. Give them the dignity of awareness of your expectation and kind of the way they're wired and you're wired and how you can rearrange. And, and then if it doesn't work, I mean, everybody's pretty clear, uh, about it when you're down the road, Hey, this, this is the, we're not meeting the expectation. So, um, we're going to need to, to, to make a change. And, and again, you, you're, you almost always need to be in the state of hiring. I believe you're always looking Mm -hmm. for great people that could be a part of the team. And it's amazing to me how that that's been just a really, you know, blessing to us is we're always looking for great people. And it seems like when we need really need somebody that the right one is, is there because we've already done the work of kind of gone going through this stuff.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of variables in your business. Those who are listening or watching us, uh, you know, and, and there's you, right? There's technology, there's the economy, there, there's all kinds of things. Uh, but ultimately, if you have the right people on the bus, as they say, you can kind of go anywhere and do anything. And if you have the wrong people on the bus, it really doesn't matter what situation you're in. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. So I would encourage you, if you're frustrated uh if you're feeling a little lost, directionless. Uh these assessments are tools that that will help you find direction and find clarity for existing employees or for p- new potential employees. Uh and also the transform uh you know process and, and program that, that Wes has at WestYoungLive.com. Uh consider taking part in that as a more holistic view of the whole business and, and growing the business. Uh but we just want to encourage you, uh, take action. Uh there's so much learning that happens and so little action. And I think people can become bloated with learning. This is a very actionable episode. And so we encourage you to uh, invest in yourself and your business. Uh, You will not regret taking those tests. And you should actually be excited if someone takes a test and it it results and you go, "Uh uh-oh, problem found. Absolutely. Right. That's amen, hallelujah. Right. right? Uh, It's like getting a test. For some, you know, and we found something. Oh, good! Well, you know, we found a, a cancer or something. Great! Let's It's better to know uh, than to not know. So, we want to thank you again for listening, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate uh, the time you take to listen to this. And I encourage you to interact with show in this way, which is that if this show or any other episode of the many we've had has provided value to us uh, to you uh, specifically, we would just ask to just take a moment, go to Spotify, you can do star ratings on there, go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can write uh, a written uh, review there. It, it just, that's the, al- the algorithm works. It's a very simple way to to, to thank us. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything other than probably two minutes of your time, uh, but it helps other people find the show uh, when they're looking for great resources. So uh, Wes and Justin, as always, thank you for your time. And uh, folks, thanks for listening to today's show. And we'll see you next week.